Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, September 23rd. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. We've hit a devastating COVID milestone of 200,000 American deaths. Plus, what to make of corporate sustainability pledges. First, though, Wall Street's election night worries is today's one big thing. Lots of people are preparing for an election night like no other this November. Axios's markets editor, Dion Rabowen, has been looking at what Wall Street is anticipating. Wall Street is feeling very apprehensive about the election and has taken out a lot of insurance just in case things go haywire. In addition to all the normal worries that would carry with it, we are just at this incredibly polarized, divisive moment in history. You've got a lot of people who are just really on edge about that. There's a lot riding on this, and we won't know a result for quite some time. So when you say that the market is taking out a lot of insurance against this volatility, what does that mean? So basically, there's this thing that measures volatility in the stock market called the VIX. And people can take out options on the VIX, sort of hedging their risk in terms of if the VIX goes up, they can profit from it. If the VIX goes down by a lot, they can kind of reduce their losses. And the number of options designating implied volatility on the VIX is about six times the normal level. And it's about twice what it was going into the 2016 election. Are there also worries about Wall Street and the stimulus? Yeah. With Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, the expectations for stimulus have been written down to about zero. And if there is this uncertainty about who wins the presidency, but also who wins in the Senate, it's very difficult to get that passed in the so-called lame duck session. But then if you don't know who the senators are going to be, you don't know who the president is, it's very hard for people to get in and start making bets that you're actually going to get more stimulus measures passed. And without that stimulus, you could see real economic catastrophe. Why does it matter that there's so much volatility right now? You see real consequences from the market going down, especially when it goes down by a lot. And the same thing with it going up. So when you have these big swings in the market, people react to those. And especially we've seen President Trump is very sensitive to what happens with the stock market. So we could see not just the loss of earnings and revenue and money for people who invest in stocks, but real consequences in terms of politics. What are you watching for next then? I would say the thing I'm watching for next is just how the Supreme Court justice appointment President Trump is expected to make goes. If that happens and it gets taken care of ahead of the election, I think that'll solve or answer at least a number of questions. The more unanswered questions you have going towards the election with stimulus, with the coronavirus pandemic, with the Supreme Court justice, the more uncertainty there's going to be, the more volatility there's going to be, the more chances there are for something really negative to happen. Dion Rabowen writes the Axios Markets newsletter. And speaking of questions, if you have any about the upcoming election, join me on Axios's Instagram Live at 5 p.m. Eastern tonight. Hans Nichols and I will be answering your questions. And if you're not on Instagram, you can always email us at podcasts at axios.com. We'll be back in 15 seconds with a reality check on big business and green promises. Welcome back to Axios Today. 
Earlier this week, Walmart announced they want to cut their operational emissions to zero by 2040. And Walmart's just one of many companies making pledges like this. Ben Keeman covers energy for Axios and has been reporting on why these announcements feel like an inflection point when it comes to corporate sustainability pledges. These pledges have been growing in number and now encompass many of the world's largest corporations. We're also seeing an evolution of them in a way that becomes a little bit more tangible and specific and perhaps a little bit less gauzy and airy. Now, some skepticism is warranted here. Of course, there's a long history of corporate greenwashing, and these are not laws. These are non-binding commitments. But with that throat clearing aside, there is reason to think that some of the world's largest energy producers and energy users are starting to take steps that put a little bit more meat on the bones of some of these bigger, wider, longer-term ideas. So can we talk about some of that meat? So when Walmart puts a date on it, they say 2040. What are they saying they're going to do by 2040? So what Walmart is saying that they're going to do is have their trucks and their headquarters and their buildings all over the world and such. They want to have those be zero carbon emissions. What interested me about Walmart's pledge is they said they were going to do this without offsets. And essentially, carbon offsets, while they can be a very useful tool in the fight against climate change, what you're essentially doing is sort of paying someone else to deal with your problems, right? So you're paying for clean energy projects in perhaps a far-flung place or forestry projects elsewhere, which is a very useful thing. But at the end of the day, if you're relying only on offsets, you're still a big polluter. What the Walmart pledge shows is not only are we seeing more companies make these types of commitments, but they're getting a little bit more concrete and less reliant on some type of workaround. Obviously, the most important part about this is how much of this will lead to change. Is it too soon to ask that? No, I don't think it's too soon at all to ask that. Paying very early and very close attention to whether these companies are actually carrying through is a really important thing to do. I think another important thing to keep in mind here is that you can't silo this off from state policies and, more importantly, national policies. Gigantic multinational companies have a lot of power, but they're also saying that this is both a corporate-level decision, but also a policy decision. And that's something that they can certainly try to influence with their lobbying might and their advocacy might, but it's not something that they directly control necessarily. Ben Geeman writes the Axios Generate newsletter. Two hundred thousand Americans have died from the coronavirus. Sam Baker is Axios's healthcare editor, and he's here now to talk about that and the latest coronavirus news. Where are we at in terms of thinking about projections of the toll in this country? I think it depends how long it goes on. We are right now averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 800 deaths a day. That's a little bit lower than it used to be, so that's improvement. But if this goes on for another eight months or closer to another year, if we don't have any vaccines or anything like that through the winter, and there's a lot of reason to believe that things will get worse and the deaths might go up as the weather gets colder, we are in for a lot more suffering. And speaking of a vaccine, we also learned yesterday that the FDA may be announcing tougher standards. Yeah, that's right. This is some reporting in The Washington Post that says the FDA is upping what it wants to see from some of these clinical trials for the vaccines that are underway now so that we'll know a little bit more about these products, about how well they work in different populations, a better sense of how each drug works for a severe case. So I think these are very easily defensible standards. It'll probably come sometime between October and January, which I know feels like a long time, but vaccine development usually takes 
years on end. So that's actually a very short window. So there was some chance that the FDA could give a product emergency authorization before the election. That's now probably less likely, but in the bigger picture, that doesn't really change the timeline on which people will get vaccinated. Sam Baker is Axios's healthcare editor. Before we end the show, it's important to note that milestone death toll isn't just a number. A toll of 200,000 means 200,000 individual people who had families, jobs, and loved ones. And so we wanted to take a moment to honor them and make sure their lives aren't forgotten. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com and reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. And if you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you.